0: Welcome to Your Wealth Plan podcast, where we discuss sane wealth building strategies for an insane world. Today's podcast, Crushing Your Debt, is based on a post from Financing Secrets on Instagram. Follow at Financing Secrets on Instagram for even more great content. Most people know that the four strategies to pay off debt fast is a debt snowball, debt avalanche, debt flood, and debt tsunami. But what are these four steps? and how can you implement them in your life? The debt snowball, it's best known from Dave Ramsey. You know, where you have all your debts lined up, you write them all down on paper, and you look at, you know, this is their smallest debt to the largest debt. And you start attacking with your extra income, your smallest debt first. And once you knock it out, you just roll all that money that you just paid on that first debt and roll it over to the second debt. It's just a big, huge debt snowball, and as you build, have these small wins over and over and over, you just build momentum, and you build motivation to just keep knocking them out, because you're seeing so much headwind, and you just keep knocking them out, and it just rolls like a big, huge snowball, and every time you turn over another debt, you have so much more money to throw at the next one, and it just keeps rolling, just like a big, huge snowball. It is an awesome way to pay off your debt and pay it off fast. My wife and I, we use this and it is amazing what two people can do conquering your debt, working at that. The next one is Debt Avalanche. Now this one is a little bit different but it's also similar. You take your highest interest rates on your loan and on your debt And you list them from the highest interest rate to the lowest interest rate. And what you want to do is you want to start attacking the the maximum interest rate first. That way you knock that sucker out and you pay less money over the long run. This usually does not give you as much momentum. But it can save you a lot more money in the long run. Because your highest interest debts may also be... Your biggest debts, so it'll take you a lot longer to take. Say if you have several loans in front of this one with a debt snowball, it may it may actually take you a little bit longer to get to those bigger interest rates. But that's how you do that. When you just keep attacking the the biggest interest rate over and over and over, and just keep rolling it over. And it just floods through like an avalanche. The debt flood, this is one that a lot of people use, and I'm not so sure why they use it, but you just take all your discretionary income that you have left over and you just apply it elite, evenly across the board. You know, say you get some inheritance, a bonus money how you won last night at bingo and you got $1,000 in your pocket. You just divide that up amongst all your debts and just pay it all off evenly. You know, this would work good for people with very low debt, with very low interest rates that have very high income. This would help you kind of just pay down some on all of them, but it's not really going to give you a lot of headwind. It's just going to, uh, you know, it's going to attack it a little bit but it's not going to aggressively attack it. Not like the debt snowball would. And this financing secret says. Is his idea. The debt tsunami. Wipe out all your debt with one lump sum. Now he's talking about you know winning the lottery. Getting an inheritance. But Dave Ramsey talks about this as well. But he doesn't call it the debt tsunami. He says you know. You know, if you get an inheritance, pay off all your debt. You know, wipe it all out. Then start building wealth. You know, if if you have more than one car, you know, and you don't need an extra car, you know, take, and that car would pay off your debt or say that car is the debt, as a lot of people are are facing right now. Uh, You know, pay that sucker off. Sell it, pay that sucker off, get rid of that debt. If you can, if you have other means of transportation, if you have an extra house, say you have a vacation home, but you're not leasing it out. You don't have it on Airbnb or one of these sites where you can uh, rent it out. It's not listed with a realtor for as a vacation home. Uh, and it's just costing you money sitting there. Yeah, it's probably building value. But if, it's, if you're in debt for that house and it's costing you a lot of money, you can always sell that house and use that to pay off your death. You know, real estate that that is a tough one. That would be a very hard choice. That's why all of these systems are best left up for you. You can't just take my word for it. You have to know what's best for you and what's in your financial uh, what your financial situation is, what your goals are. It would be hard for me to sit here and say, Yeah, I'll sell that house that you inherited from your great grandpa. Even though that may be your home place. That may be the place where your family gets together for Christmas for generations to come. You know, that's uh, you have to make those decisions yourself. There's there's just too much to uh, building a wealth plan that suits you, that suits your needs, your wants, your goals, your ambitions that you just can't get from a book or from someone else. Now, you might be able to take segments from different individuals dave ramsey or or warren buffett or any of these other guys elon musk and you might be able to take them and and be like hey uh, i can utilize that in my wealth plan but no one one person is going to be able to give you your wealth plan in conclusion it's hard to build long-term wealth with a lot of debt on your balance sheet So you have to do whatever it takes to crush your debt. The quicker the debt is gone, the faster you can build your wealth plan. You know, you just can't, you just can't build it. It's just not sustainable. I see so many people thinking, oh, I'm going to save three or four percent in my 401k over the next 40 years. And then I'm going to have enough money to retire on. You see them getting to retirement age, and they got two or three hundred thousand left in their, you know, in their 401k. They're thinking, okay, I'm going to retire and I'm going to live for the next twenty years off this. A good, I mean, it would be very, very bad. But a a, a heart attack or some kind of stay in the hospital would wipe out that money in no time. An illness, you know, that that you didn't plan for could wipe out that kind of money. Just overnight, all that money can be gone. Say you get injured and you have to go to a nursing home, you know, that money will be quickly gone. So you have to save a whole lot more than just three or four percent. A lot of people read the book, uh, The Wealthiest Man in Babylon. where he teaches you to save 10% and send that money out to make more money. Yeah, that's a great idea. But that may not be a significant way to build real lasting wealth. To to achieve something significant. You may have to save 50% of your income. When I wrote the book, Your Wealth Plan fueled by dividend stocks. That was the one thing I, I was talking about. I was I was looking at mainly younger people getting out of school, facing a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. And I was comparing that to people who just went out and got a career and started working and was making twenty to forty thousand dollars a year versus adding up, you know, twenty to forty thousand dollars a semester in, in student loan debt depending on their you know what they were going to school for and how if they stayed at home they could take all that money they could work 70-80 hours a week and I know that sounds like a lot that's not what anybody wants to hear everybody wants to hear get rich quick that's what sells but that's not real life <laughs> real life is work and, and, and you gotta put in the work you have to commit to it so I was You know, when I wrote that book, I had in mind, you know, the students staying home with their parents for a few more years, four or five more years, and just working their butts off and throwing all that money into their, either a business or, you know, an investing plan or whatever. My focus is dividend stocks. But you take all that money, you take living on, living at home with your parents, saving, 50 to 70 even 80% of your income and just letting that roll over and roll over and roll over and creating a huge huge snowball of just dividend income and everything else. Imagine in four years time if you had a dividend portfolio paying you $20,000 a year versus coming out of college with $100,000 in debt. You know, I, I don't know. No one knows what the future performance of the stock market will be or, or, or any individual stock. I know of people claim they do, but really no one no one really knows. You just can't predict those kind of things. You can't predict that the dividend's gonna go up or gonna go down. Only thing you can do is just do the best you can do. But having said that, you've got to stay out of debt you've got to live below your means you've got to put in the work and even doing that you may want to combine your debt snowball with the debt tsunami you know, say Dave Ramsey talks about this too he talks about how when you're attacking your debt you know you got all this stuff sitting around the house that you don't use have a yard sale, sell it Dave Ramsey says sell so much stuff that the kids think they're next you know, how you do it sell what you don't need why pay for storage booths i don't know how many of my friends that have storage booths plumb full of stuff what are they going to do with all that stuff they don't use it they're paying a monthly fee every month for a building for a storage unit to put stuff in that they don't even use I'm, i'm pretty much guilty myself i have a building out in the backyard that i have stuff stored in we store it for Christmas. Come Christmas time, all the different seasons, we'll go out there and we'll get it out, decorate everything up, put it back in there till next year. You know. But anyway. One of the things you can look at when you're trying to attack your dad is getting a second job. Getting a second job, uh, working overtime, doing whatever you have to do to get that extra income you know you you may have to work you know a lot of overtime you know you may have to deliver pizzas you may have to you know start some kind of side hustle maybe you have a talent or or a hobby that you like that you can monetize Uh, You know, it's important to throw all that money at your debt when you do this, though. You do not want to take on a second job and not utilize that money to the best of of your ability. You know, if you take that money and you raise your standard of living, you're really defeating your purpose. You must, I mean, you must take that money and throw it at your debt to eliminate it as fast. You've got to commit to getting rid of your debt. You know, if you're going to build anything significant, you just got to get rid of that debt with that being said the majority of your income should be going towards wealth building you know whether it's your business or whether it's investing in the markets or real estate crypto precious metals or whatever you know you've got to once you get that debt paid off you've got to focus that money uh, you know you're not going to get there with 10% you know like the, the you know, the richest man in Babylon. You're just not going to get there. Cost of living is too high today. You know, and it's just going to go up. Inflation. It's everything's just going to go up. You know, you really need to be putting 50 to 80 percent away. You know, and Elon Musk. You know, he's talked about when he built his companies, he put everything in his companies. You know, he put everything in. You know, when he sold out PayPal, he, he utilized every bit of that money to build in those future companies. And I know everyone wants an easy route. You know this. This is why few people make it. You know you have to really sell out and be committed to your wealth plan. And your wealth plan may be, you know, you want to be a farmer. You know, you want all your wealth wrapped up in your farming business, your ag business, and, and you know that's okay. You may even want to do crypto. You know, you may want all your extra money wrapped up in, you know, in the crypto markets. I don't know. You know, that that's your thing. You know, but whatever it is, you got to sell out to it. And you've really got to commit. You know, another thing that we recommend though, and not, this is not me, but, but you know, if you hear Dave Ramsey recommending before you start his baby steps, you know, you start an aggressive, you know, any kind of aggressive dead limbing process where you're using a lot of your income. And you don't have a whole lot sitting on the sideline, Dave says build, build an emergency fund first, you know, 500 to $1,000 fast. And the reason for that is statistics say that there are so many people out there, so many Americans out there, like a huge percentage, that don't have $500 in case of emergency. And I assure you, when you start your wealth plan, when you start attacking that debt, things are going to happen. It happened to us. It'll happen to you too. I hope it doesn't. Don't get me wrong, but Murphy's Law rules. You know, Murphy's Law is going to happen. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. You know, your car is going to break down. It's going to cost you five hundred to a thousand bucks. Your tires go are bad. You run over something in the road and bust them. You got to pay for you know two hundred dollars for tires. Uh, washer and dryer breaks down. A lot of people, you know, if one goes, they have to replace both because they want them to match. I don't care. Thankfully, my wife doesn't care either. She would like for them to, like most ladies would, but we don't do that. If one goes, we just replace it and we try to make it look as close to the other one as we can. But we, it's your washer and dryer's head. No one's going to see that. No one's to see your laundry room, you know, so we don't worry about stuff like that. Your refrigerator is going to break down. So you've got to have that. Um, one idea is that you divide your extra income and you part, put part of it towards a debt. And after you have this $1,000 in there fast, you keep adding to it. You know, say, you know, put 10 or 20% back into this emergency fund of your extra cash that you're throwing towards your debt and build and maintain an emergency fund that will get you three to six months. And that may not be suitable for some people. My wife, she wants a lot more security than three to six months worth of of, of bill money put back. She wants, you know, she wants a couple years put back. And that's fine. It's what, this is you, this is whatever suits you, this whatever suits your risk tolerance, your, you know, this is what helps you sleep at night. So you do what's best for you. And some people are going to say, "Well, why? Why should we do that? Why should we build that? You know, and put that? You know, put all that extra money into it, into the just the emergency fund when we could be taking out the debt." <clears throat> you know, when we were trying to attack our debt, uh, I lost my job. Yeah, I, I did. I lost my job. I got fired. I had to find a new one. It took me about a month to find a new one. You want to have workplace injuries um, right now. I'm injured. I'm off work from my day job with a busted knee. These things happen. There's they're uncontrollables. They're unforeseen. You've got to have money put back for that while you're attacking your debt. This is one reason why it's so important to live below your means and not spend every penny you have you just got to you just got to be prepared for the future and if you're going to build a significant wealth plan by taking these small steps you're going to ensure a good secure wealth planning plan for your future because the devil's in the details you got these little things that come up along the way that can sidetrack you and you've got to be able to conquer them you got to, whatever hits you and knocks you down, you got to be able to get back up and keep moving forward. And it's hard to do that unless you have a significant pile of cash there to help you along your way. People like to sue you, you know. Anything in the world can happen. You know, you just you just have to keep attacking it and attacking it and attacking it. But such is life. Life happens. You know, that's just the way it is. I want to thank you all for listening. Join us next time when we will discuss car loans and the proper use of credit cards. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Your Wealth Plan Podcast. This podcast is for educational entertainment purposes only. It is not intended for financial advice. We recommend consulting a certified financial advisor when building your own wealth plan.